welcome to Knock On Podcast, where we bring you archery information and education that you can trust. Knock On was created as a way to bring all archers together, regardless of the brand you choose or the style of archery you shoot. Knock On Podcasting will deliver professional insights to the latest gear, proper shooting technique, along with high-level equipment setup and tuning. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to another Knock On Podcast, and... uh, I guess since I know a lot of you are going to be upset with me because it's been so long since I've done one of these, I actually have a huge special guest. I've got none other than the big show, Steve Anderson. How you doing, buddy? Not bad. How are you? Good. I figured between the two of us, there's like 13 feet and 600 pounds of of just pure animal, just in case anyone wants to take me down for not doing a podcast <laughs> in a while, but... It is hunting season, so hopefully everyone uh, has a little bit of an understanding that this time of year I've got to go out and uh, get material for articles and obviously record some footage for the show. And, uh, you know, you guys have been extremely busy over at Hoyt because uh, here just a few days ago you introduced the 2015 product line, and uh, I kind of had little bit of a sneak peek on what was coming and i knew that this was going to be a huge year for hoyt and uh why don't you give me a i guess a feeling on just what the whole vibe was at the national sales meeting last week when when all the reps and uh and and the people who need to know got to see the first bows for hoyt's 2015 line well i mean definitely our sales reps and just our people here were all kind of pumped you know it was for for me personally, I've been looking at this stuff for the last you know six eight months, the last year. So it's good to to finally get it out and showcase it and and not have to be secretive about it. So that's kind of cool um, for the sales reps. You know, they felt like wow, this is there's some real game changing technology here. There's some very cool stuff, especially you know along our Nitrum series aluminum bow, the ZT roller guard system. There's just so much going on. Uh, I don't know how you cover it all <laughs> well, you know, well that's kind of why we went slow with our release we had to we had a lot of stuff to showcase so we didn't want to just throw it all out there and say here you go yeah exactly no you guys did an awesome job to the consumers with the release just slowly digesting one thing at a time that was a awesome strategy but you know one thing that is always kind of a bummer when uh when you're working on the inside of a of a company you know a lot of times uh, we get to see stuff a lot sooner than it's obviously out on the market and and that goes with everything not just with Hoyt but everything from veins I've tested to broadheads to even you know that new Easton Triumph arrow and it's it sucks when you have to go to a tournament I remember you know back in like 2000 four or five I went to a world championship with a bow and I knew I knew inside that I had a bow that I couldn't take out yet that was totally shooting better than what I had to go to a tournament with and uh, I know with you trying this new one uh, there's no doubt you were probably you know wishing that you could have taken that podium x out these last couple months of the target season but uh, I guess it's one of the one of the pains that we have to take with the privilege of getting to see something 
a little bit early. Yeah, definitely. For me, <clears throat> I had that Podimax about two weeks before Texas shootout, and that was my kind of my last tournament of the year for outdoor season. And I, uh, yeah, I, I loaded up the Pro Comp Elite, which has been a great bow for me. And I thought, you know what, this is the last run, you know, last hurrah with this bow. I will, I'll definitely be uh, making moves to the Podium X come 2015. So I've, I've, it, it is hard to go to a tournament knowing you have one at home that might be a little more shootable. So yeah, you know, yeah. Without even spending much time behind it, I felt like, wow, this is a this is the bow I can I can do some work with. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I know there's uh there's a lot of definite diehard Hoyt people that uh follow everything that that I'm doing um with you know I guess with all my endeavor endeavors but there's also you know there's a lot of consumers out there um that each year they try to look at what everyone's coming out with and make a decision on you know what they feel like the best bow for that year is and uh you know I guess unfortunately for some of the people that are you know pse or matthews people um you know i'm i have my choice that i pick i you know i like to support people and whatever they choose to but um you know i'm i can tell you that i'm only going to be doing uh a, a serious product review like this for hoyt but for any of you who are hoyt fans and for any of you who are going to be up on the fence uh this should be a really good podcast uh, to kind of take you through everything that we're going to have available and uh, maybe even what's what's better uh, for you to suit the type of, sh- you know, archer or or hunter that you are. So I guess first, um, let's just talk about the new Spider ZT just because the Carbon Spider was, I mean, each year, each year for the last several years, we've had new bows and there's certainly been times where I've had a bow that I really, really loved and I didn't look forward to kind of having to put that bow down to try something new. Mm -hmm. I remember the alpha max was like probably like one of my favorite bows. And then I just, that thing shot so great. And then when I knew I had to put it down, I was kind of not totally looking forward to it. But then when the matrix came out, it was the same thing. I was like, this is the only bow I ever want to shoot and then the spider came out i never thought i'd go away from a carbon riser but then last year or two years ago with the aluminum spider that bow shot just awesome for me and i kind of thought i was going to maybe be on another two-year rotation (laughs) and the carbon spider from last year came out and that bow shot awesome for me and you know it was obviously i knew there wouldn't be a whole bunch of changes to that bow because of how big of a seller that was but right away when i first saw you know the zero torque uh cable guard system that the hoyts have you know it's obvious especially to the guys that understand you know the whole compound bow system um you know the thing is that the cable guard or a roller guard, that is probably one of the most torque environments over the whole system. So to have something that doesn't really cause that riser to flex as much is only going to 
not only increase your tune, but it's going to increase the repeatability and the forgiveness of that bow. So maybe just go over um, what the internal concepts were from you guys on coming up with this system that's kind of taking a whole new spin and, a, and I believe personally a lot smarter approach to this flexible style cable guard. Well, I mean, there's obviously, you know, it is different than any other flexible style in that it pivots from the rearward, you know, from the reverse angle. So from the back, it's pivoting inward, and it's also at the same time traveling on an arc back towards the archer, which the key component there is if, I mean, if you were to take uh, your cables, you know, off the roller guard or just out of the, the slide, if you're shooting a bow with the slide, they, they move in, and then as you draw the bow, they move back towards you. So that's kind of the more natural path, whereas other flexible slides, you know, flexible roller guards, the, the slides not so much. They travel backwards. But the roller guards that flex, when they flex, they flex on an arc that goes the other way towards the riser, which is then again adding torque because the cables want to move back towards you. So that's kind of the advantage of ours. It does that. Obviously, it flexes in, which relieves that tension that the cables naturally pull to the side. Yeah, I mean, cable guards, cables, it's been an inherent problem, you know, since the invention of compounds, really. So anything you can do to try to relieve that torque is going to help you have a more forgiving shot. It's going to make you a more accurate shooter. To me, it also kind of helps with the way the bow naturally wants to aim. You know, you don't have that a lot of side pressure in the bow anymore that can cause right. aiming issues. So I, I feel like it's probably the most pointable best aiming hunting bow we've ever had and then on top of that and the real advantage is i mean it's the most easy tuning bow i've ever come across you can throw a whole range of spines in through it and you know you can run center shot from you know you, you can make a very large center shot adjustment and still see good holes through paper if that's what you're into so i mean it's a it's a pretty smooth shooting bow pretty easy to tune yeah well one thing you know, I can I can just vouch right away. Um, you know, typically a roller guard system, you know, they're they have their pros, but they also have their cons. Mm -hmm. I've always I've always you know liked a roller guard system simply because when you shoot in the rain, or for example, I do you know I do a lot of hunting on gravel roads and stuff where you're doing a lot of gravel travel, and that dust is getting on that slide. And, you know, once you start to, to grind down that carbon, that slide just never functions as good as when you have it brand new. And sometimes once you really grind them down, it gets hard to keep them clean and keep them as smooth as they were originally. And that, that does affect how you shoot. I mean, you and I both know from being target archers that when you get a little rain on your cable slide... It does have an effect on arrows, you know, especially the further out you get in distance. Mm -hmm. And what I liked about a roller guard system was just because that, you know, it wasn't hopping, you had a little bit more consistency when it came to having a little bit of, you know, having a, some a sprinkle or having some dirt, you know, on, on that area. But at the same time, when when a roller guard system isn't done right and it's pulling and putting a lot of pressure on those cables, what you'll find is the riser has a lot more torsional torque. And, you know, as an archer, you can easily see that um, 
by putting like if you put a real long stabilizer on a hunting bow and draw it back the the bow designs that have a very flexible riser and also have a poor cable or roller guard system when you draw it back you can actually see the end of that stabilizer for a right-handed shooter it would bend out to the right and i've had some bows that were new to the market where i did that i put like a 34 inch stabilizer on there and drew them back and i could actually see the end of my weights on the right side of that riser because of how much it actually flexed mm-hmm. and what you can what you'll see right away with this is you don't have any of that there the amount of torque is minimized so much that and this is one thing that a lot of, I get a lot of facebook questions about this is people saying how come on my bow my pins are lined up way outside of my arrow shaft and this is exactly why when that whole riser system twists like what i'm talking about you know as you draw back and your cables slide back on that rod it twists the front of your bow over to the right which is why you know for right-handed shooter your pins if you look over the top of your bow if your pins are way on the outside or you know quarter inch or half inch left of the top of your arrow shaft that's telling you how much that riser is actually flexing and if you're not consistent with your front hand position you can really be super inconsistent as an archer even though you're probably making great shots mm-hmm. yeah i mean if you can remove torque from the riser that's just going to help with you know forgiveness of the bow itself obviously there's what i call forgiveness is built into your form how you shoot the way you grip the bow but i mean if your bow isn't helping you out you know, that's just another element you have to deal with. Right, right. Well, and and Wilkie, for example, you know, Kevin Wilkie has always been one of those guys who's paranoid about his pins lining up out to the left. And yep, he got yep. his new bow, built it up, everything's right down the pipe. Pins on top of the arrow, on top of the string. It's all in line. It's, it, it's more what he's looking for. And he actually showed me the riser, you know, the, the long stabilizer test as well, where he grabbed a 30-inch rod and threw it on. It was a 2014 Carbon Spider 30, and we did the, the same thing you did. I mean, we, he set the center shot to where it lined up right with the middle of the stabilizer, drew the bow back, and you could see the stabilizer went right, arrow pointed to the left. So, I mean, that's that's from riser-induced torque from the cable guard system. And, yep. You know, and did it with the new 2015 model with the ZT system, and everything stayed almost 100% constant from what I could tell. I mean, just with my visual, it was still right down the pipe. Yeah, well, there's going to there's gonna be some, I mean, there's a lot of pressure there. I mean, there's a tremendous amount of force in that area. Um, but, you know, I can tell you that the fact that you could see that, you know, on a carbon matrix is, you know, that was a very stiff riser compared to the other risers on the market for that time. You know, there's there's some that would nearly triple that type of flex. Um, so, you know, I think that if people are looking for a bow that's going to have a lot more consistency with their left and rights, um, this, this Zero Torque cable guard system, believe me, everybody, this has a very important purpose um and actually when when i first got to talk with zach and jeremy 
uh, about this system. And actually, they kind of said, well, we're not going to tell you what it is. We're just going to get you a bow. I got the bow and took it out of the box, and right away I called them, and I'm like, this is an awesome (laughs) idea. I'm really pumped. I'm really pumped. But I will tell you in about 20 minutes whether this is a load of bull. (laughs) And (laughs) because the proof's in the pudding, and I'll tell you that right now, you know, and I'm shooting a bow that has, you and I are both incredibly long draw lengths. I'm a 31-inch draw. I think you've got me by probably Mm -hmm. an inch, I think. And... So the amount of torque in our systems is a lot higher than a 28-inch draw guy, you know. So we're kind of putting a magnifying scope on these types of things. So for me, when I set my bow up, and I ordered my first bow as an 80-pounder just because I knew that I had an elk hunt and a moose hunt, um, and I wanted to shoot this new uh, 260 spine axis. So... uh, I ordered an 80 pounder and I just, I told them right away, I'll know if this thing is working as soon as I, you know, eyeball my arrow rest and put my first arrow through it. And it sure enough, it lined up exactly down the tiller bolts. I mean, exactly. And first shot was just a bullet hole. I mean, perfect. And it was level at 90 and it was right down the pipe for center shot. Um, and then once I put my sight on it, you know, in the past I've had to have my, my pins a little outside the left edge, um, of my arrow shaft. And typically I shoot a little bit stiffer spine arrow anyway. So normally I'm going to have to be a little bit more outside than probably what I need to just because I shoot, I like a little bit stiffer arrow Mm -hmm. for hunting, but then as soon as I shot it, I had to move my sight to the right from my carbon spider because I was able to bring my pins just like, you know, and Kevin and I have talked about this for years. It's, you know, him and I have always been big advocates on torque tuning and, you know, we don't, we don't like to see a riser flex like a wet taco shell. I mean, it's, it just kind of makes you a little bit paranoid. It's one of those things. Does it shoot? Yeah, it shoots, but also, I like to eliminate the possibility of mistakes, especially as field archers. Um, you know, you've done awesome in field these last several years. So, I mean, I think you just, you know, once you shoot some of the types of courses that we've shot, you know, on the U.S. team and these different countries, you just get a whole new appreciation for the importance of having a system that's just forgiving all the time, even when you're at your worst or when the conditions are at their worst, because as a target archer, that's when you need it the most. It's like, you know, we can all go to the practice bales and you could, you could probably go grab whatever bow and shoot, you know, pretty tight groups on the practice bales. But when it counts, you know, when you're making your worst shots, when you're making weak shots because you're nervous or you've got, you know, a championship on the line or a big buck in front of you, are you still going to put them in there? That's where bow forgiveness, I think, makes the biggest deal. Yeah, that's when it's most important. Yep, yep. Well, and I guess, um, you know, just to to kind of wrap up, I guess, this carbon spider portion, there's going to be three sizes available again, just like there was before. Um, you know, there's going to be a, a carbon spider 30, um, the ZT-34, and the ZT-Turbo. Um, you know, the, the Turbo Cam and a Half is actually just a slightly different cam system 
this year that's putting out a, you know quite a bit more speed um, on all the models that that's available in. Um, the Carbon Spider Turbo is getting about 350 right now uh, speed, and you know for IBO. And the one thing that I will say um, for as long as I've been in the industry is Hoyt has always been really good about the numbers that you put out in relation to speed. Not not just the numbers that you're getting through the chronograph, but the fact that you're that you're true to your draw length and your poundage when you guys are getting those numbers. You know Well yeah, we've used the, the ATA system which just has much stricter tolerances when it comes to speed testing than does the I, IBO system that most other companies use. So Right. Yeah, and well, and actually, this is kind of a a good segue for me just to say, you know, one thing when I when I came to Hoyt, you know, I guess almost ten years ago now, a big part of me going there was because I was friends with so many of the guys that were working in there, and it was because I met them on target on the target lines, and that's what's really cool about um, what I like about dealing with everybody there is um you know the engineers at Hoyt it's a it's a very big team a lot of people don't realize that um the company that I was at before it was just one person doing all the design and that was it and there wasn't really anyone other than myself there to to shoot anything and test anything but with Hoyt you guys have a, a phenomenal engineering team um and then also with like yourself and Kevin Wilkie Um, you know, you guys have some great shooters internally that can take that product out and also put it to the test. And what I like to, how I like to describe a Hoyt, you know, people ask me, they'll say, well, you know, really, what should I buy? I'm looking at this or I'm looking at this or, you know, why, why are you choosing to to shoot a Hoyt? Because honestly, I do have whatever choice I want. Um, you know, I, I elect to be with Hoyt every year because, because I like what you guys are doing a hundred percent. And, you know, I just feel like the hunting bows are a target archer's bow with camo on it. When it comes to accuracy and durability and tune, you know, the same guys that are building and designing your, your hunting bows are the same guys that are designing your target bows. And those guys are at the target the tournaments all year long and then when they're done with that you guys are probably go you know i know that a lot of the guys down in that department they're climbing up and down that wasatch dang near every single day they can get off work early and you know it makes a big difference putting product uh through the ringer like that so you know i guess uh you know i try to be neutral and i try to support archery in every aspect and um I think a lot of you out there appreciate the fact that I'm not normally on a soapbox and really, uh, you know, picking sides because there are other great bows out there that a lot of you may may prefer to shoot. But, you know, right now is kind of my opportunity to say why I choose Hoyt and really what I like about these these new bows that are coming out and what I think the people that are like me and, and support Hoyt I think you guys are going to get a lot out of this this year. Well, the next bow that I want to talk about is obviously the one that kind of everybody's freaking out about right now, and that's the new Nitrum series. I just 
I freaking love this bow. I don't have a uh, a carbon spider ZT yet, which I love. Uh, when it gets cold, I really like that carbon riser. I'm not gonna lie, but I will say this thing is shooting lights out. And I don't know if I sent. I don't know if I had texted you any of the pictures. I sent some to Wilkie, but when I got this nitrum and uh, shot it for the first time, um, I got it sighted into a hundred yards, and then. Uh, I was shooting field points. I got it sighted into a hundred yards and then I came inside and I, uh, I screwed on two Ulmer edges, uh, with the practice screw in there. And I thought, well, I'm just going to see where my broadhead hits. So I shot two arrows at a hundred yards. So technically it was probably my fifth or sixth arrow. It took me a couple to get sighted in, but then I shot two arrows with broadheads at a hundred yards and freaking shot my knockoff. Um, it is an incredibly accurate bow and it feels really, really cool. And it's got a super, uh, unique riser. When you look at it from the back, it almost, you know, I like to refer to it as almost like a jet turbine. It has a really, really cool look about it. So maybe just, uh, give us the rundown, uh, of like the new, you know, offset riser design and I guess just the whole, you know, because you also brought a little bit of the, you know, the, um, I guess the horizontal bridging underneath underneath the grip to help stabilize it some there as well. So maybe just give us a rundown of what all you've done to this nitrum to make it shoot as awesome as it does and also as quiet as it, as it is. Yeah, so the uh, offset riser design is the patent pending technology that, and one of our engineers was back there and kind of just testing stuff, and and he uh, he he wanted to try this because it had never been done before. So what what you'll notice if you look at the top of that riser from the back or from the front, you'll notice that the front portion of it and the back portion of it are offset. They're on different planes, we'd call it. So what that does, I mean, it effectively it's like building the riser wider without having to actually use more material to build it wider. And the advantage to that, I mean, it's a, it's a stiffness and strength deal, but then it also, I mean, it just kills vibration, which if you kill vibration, you kill noise. So these bows are inherently quieter just because of that. Then the lower piece, the lower tunnel, we call it, and that's just kind of taking a page out of our target bows that we've, you know, we've had that on our target bows since 2004. So it's uh it's just a bracing system that's put there. I mean, it stiffens the riser, strengthens it as well. And on that, he was able to do it without adding much weight, if any, because he. Uh, and when you run these prototypes and stuff, you can test and see, you know, how vibration is going to work, where it is going to be weak, where it's going to be strong. You can check stiffness on the program, and he did all that and was able to optimize it for stiffness and strength without adding the weight to it. So I mean, it's far and away the stiffest most vibration-free aluminum riser ever made. Yep. Yeah, I agree to that. I definitely agree to that. Um, well, I guess let's just, there's going to be three models available on the Nitrum series. Same as, you know, there's going to be a 30, a 34, and the Turbo. Um, I'm shooting a Nitrum 34 right now. Um, I'm actually shooting it right at 80 pounds uh, with a 500 and. 29.8 grain arrow um 
And I'm actually, uh, hopefully by the time this podcast is out, I'll just be finishing up filming. I'm actually doing a personal review on this Nitrum 34 that I hope to have up on the Knock on Archery YouTube site. So if you, uh, if you want to see my Nitrum exactly how it's set up and then also get a, a little bit more in-depth rundown, of this new nitrum bow make sure you uh make sure you check out the knock on archery youtube uh location or our or our facebook page should have the link to it as well but i'm going to have that video done here by the end of today and uh you know i can tell you that with my personal bow uh, i'm shooting a 31 inch draw right at 80 pounds and i've got a 500 and right at 530 grain arrow it's actually east and axis uh 260 spine which is awesome that they finally brought out a super stiff spine for us long draw guys but i needed to have a little bit more poundage to to get it to spine out perfectly but that bow or that arrow is actually shooting out of this nitrum at 292 feet a second um so I actually haven't calculated the kinetic energy, but I'm going to be guess. I'm guessing that's got to be very close to a hundred um, for you know a hundred pounds of kinetic energy. It's just awesome that I'm getting that kind of performance out of this thing. And the best part about it is, for one, this Z5 cam for the last two years, I've actually shot a little bit more poundage than what I have in the past, simply because. The cam draws a lot smoother, and you know when you have a cam that is forgiving and it doesn't really want to take the take the string away from you, you're able to shoot a little bit more poundage and still manage it the way that you need to. So I was able to shoot a little bit more weight. Um, you know I'm I'm enjoying shooting this setup. There's pretty much nothing that stopped this arrow. Um, I mean, it took, I shot a moose with this Nitrum 34 about three weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, and uh, the moose was quartered really hard, um, and I actually took the moose from quarter to quarter um, all the way. Literally, uh, the knock was buried just under the rear quarter. Um, just a tremendous amount of energy. And the one thing that I, that I do like to tell people is when a bow is shooting really fast off the shelf, I would prefer to try to shoot as heavy of an arrow as you can to try to get that speed down between that 285 to 295 mark if you can. Um, you know, shooting a, a heavier arrow is going to definitely help you, especially, at a, you know, once it's outside 35 yards, uh, you know, that kinetic energy starts to play a, a lot bigger importance than speed does um but you know the other thing on this nitrum series is with this turbo again for guys that are i would say i think probably 29 inches or less don't you steve for the turbo type guys yeah i mean that would be more the ideal fit i mean you could you could stick a 30 inch guy in there i, I think as you get to be that long, you're probably better off going with the 34. That's just my personal opinion on that. Yeah, I agree. Once you're at 30 inches, you start to have a, you know, you're getting a, you're getting an extra eight or 10 feet a second off a guy with a shorter draw length, just because of your draw length. And especially if you're anywhere where the weather is colder, where, you know, you're going to have to bulk up, 
you know, it's always nice to have a little bit more brace height just to avoid any type of contact on your sleeve. Um, so yeah, I mean, anybody, um, from that, you know, 24 inches, the bow will go from 24 to 30, but I say when people are asking me, which one should I get? I always tell them, well, if you're, if you're over 29, pick a 30 or 34, uh, just simply because for the difference in speed, I think you're going to appreciate the forgiveness of just having a little bit more brace height. That's just my personal opinion. Um, all right, well, let's kind of move into, uh, let's just move into the target bows. Um, because obviously there's, um, a lot of, uh, target archers that are listening to the podcast and a lot of Steve Anderson fans, um, out there, you know, I know that, uh, pretty much most of me and Sharon's time here lately has been answering when steve anderson going to be on the podcast so um, only if my mom is calling you a lot yeah well your (laughs) mom yeah your mom does and linda's been calling a few times trying to trying to hype you up a little bit too i appreciate that (laughs) congratulations by the way thank you um so um the podium x is uh is going to be an awesome bow one uh, there's a ton of new colors out there, which is going to let people, um, have something a little bit different than what they had before. But, um, you know, what's really cool about this bow and I'm, I'm actually going to be shooting, uh, I'll be shooting the Podium X 40 with spiral cams this year, which is a little bit different than what I've shot in the past. Typically I like shooting the longer bows with, I've always really liked the GTX cam, but um, this new Spiral Pro Cam is just a little bit different. It's got a little bit less aggressive feel to it um, at my draw length. So I'm going to actually move back into that cam. But why don't you just give us a rundown? A really, there's several things that makes this bow. You know, there's two things that are advertised heavily. Obviously, the modular grip system. I'll let you talk about it, and the adjustable cable guard both those are going to be awesome features for any target archer but in addition to that let's just talk about um or i'll let you talk about as well just kind of how in my opinion this bow is kind of a morph between the original vantage that a lot of us really loved and the pro comp elite which obviously was on the podium more than I think any other bow period last year. So, you know, there's, and I, and to be honest, I, I loved, I really loved my Vantage Elite. Um, I shot that bow really, really, really good. So this is going to kind of combine the, the two people that have favored each of these models into this brand new podium X that, also has two super cool features so i'll let you kind of give everybody the rundown yeah well starting on the uh, modular grip system we'll go with that and then we'll move into the other stuff but it uh, i mean the real advantage to this is you you see people either using uh, like a molding putty or you know tape or whatever it was to build their grip up and kind of change the angle of of the grip and guys which is great you know guys should try to fit their bows to themselves that's that's the purpose of them. I mean, you want to have the bow fit you. Having a 
you know, X angle grip isn't going to work for everyone. So that's why we did this system, which zero is the standard. That's the one that will come on the bows, what we call zero. And that's the same grip angle as we've had on all of our bows prior. And the feel will be the same. It's all cut the same. Then you can swap out to a two, four, or six degrees up. So it gives you a little more heel to the grip, which some guys will prefer that. I, I will probably stick with the zero. I've had such good success with it. Uh, but I'll definitely try the other ones. I mean, you should, that's, that's kind of the idea behind it. There's no real right or wrong answer. There's no saying like, hey, oh, you're a 29-inch draw. Yeah, you should probably shoot the two-degree grip. You know, that's not really how it works. It's more of a trial and error and personal testing, find out what works best for you. The real advantage, and Kevin pointed this out to me, was you've probably heard the term tiller tuning if you shoot target archery, which is where, you know, guys will take a turn out of their top limb bolts and see how the bow shoots for them. Right. Kevin, Kevin mentioned, you know what, tiller tuning to him was all about changing the grip angle in his hand. So he can basically tiller tune the bow without having to go through the hassle of turning his limb bolts, which then moves your knocking point. So you got to move your knocking point, and then you got to go get a new sight tape. You got to do this. You got to gotta re- do that. Yeah, reset your cam. You know, your cam synchronization yeah. exactly. Yeah, it was just a kind of tiller tuning is a hassle, and I I've never done it just because of all the work that goes into it. You know, I mean, I'll try it, but usually. If I'm out at a tournament or anywhere close to a tournament, I'm not about to make a move to that. I'm going to stick with what I've got going already. So, I mean, this, you can, without question, I mean, just pop a grip off, put another one in, and, hey, does the bow aim for aim better for it? Does it hold better? Is it more predictable? You know, that's kind of the thing I try to look for is a good, slow, predictable aim. I'm, contrary to popular belief, I don't think there's any archers that just hold dead center all the time. Right, yep. Maybe Maybe Jesse, I don't know. <laughs> He's kind of a freak in that nature. But, you know, I, I don't aim perfectly middle all the time, so I look for a, an aim that's predictable. You know, I want to know what it's going to do. I want it to move slow, and I can work with it at that point. But, right. you know, if it's constantly doing something random, I I got problems. So Yeah. It's... What I can do with this is just play with them until I get the most predictable feel. Yep. Yeah, and a lot of people, that's a real common question I get from a lot of people is, you know, why, how do I, how do I keep, make my bow aim better? How do I keep it from, from just taking real sharp bobs? And, you know, tiller tuning is something that was, that was really more favorable back during the time when limbs were, you know, wood laminate limbs where they might not have been perfect matches. And you Mm -hmm. were more trying to, adjust your tiller so that you could really balance that to where it didn't feel like one limb was kind of fighting the other one, so to speak. But nowadays the way that limbs are made and, you know, the way these plates come out, you know, they're all diamond, you know, cut on a, probably a water jet. And then, you know, they're all digitally flexed. So it's not like, you know, it's not like you have a limb that's varying a pound from another limb. I mean, it's like, it's so minor there's no way an archer is going to be able to tell but what tiller tuning does do and Kevin and I had this conversation years ago when you know there were there were times where Kevin was trying to get his bows to you know to take a I guess a, a step up in in their performance and um, you know I always told him I said the one thing that I found 
to really change the hold of a bow even more so than your stabilizer system is either your grip angle, your front hand positioning on the riser, high or low, or just simply by adjusting your pulling position on the string because that changes the relate that changes ultimately your triangle when you have mm-hmm. your bow at full draw. So, you know, I have always said when people say, well, I took two turns off my top limb and it just, it aimed way better. Well, it was probably because they just needed to have their lot, their knocking point closer towards their front hand position. And by taking that turn off, you know, those turns off their limb, they lowered their knocking point. So they actually brought their two, their two hands more in line, the, you know, the pivot point of the bow versus the pulling point of the string. So, you know, this this does give you the option not only for comfort, but also just a really quick um, option to, to just change subtly maybe the amount of bobble that, that you've got in a bow. Because like you said, I'm, I'm the same way. I've had people come up to me and they're like, there's no way you can tell me that you weren't holding exactly on the X during that shot. And I'm like, dude, I wasn't. I mean my my bow moves around it may not look like that when you look when you're looking at me but what i see through through my scope i have movement so you know like you said the best thing for me mentally is to minimize that movement so that it's not kind of freaking me out and trying to you know give me a little bit of little bit of fright there or i guess hesitation in in wanting my shot to go off so that's really really cool. This is a great idea, and uh, I'm you know I think people are really going to look forward to having this option without a doubt. Yeah, I mean it's just a, a simple way to you know make your bow yours. You can do a little bit more personalization, a little more customization. It's it, and it was the I think the best part about it is that we our guys made it happen and it looks clean. You know, it's not a big chunky grip. It still looks very similar to our previous models, which were super popular. I don't know anyone who didn't like the look or feel of the previous grip, but now they can change that angle and really personalize it to how they want it. Yep, yep. Well, let's talk about the adjustable cable cable guard because, uh, you know, there were a lot of guys modifying their bows to have this option, and obviously it's kind of along the same lines of what we talked about earlier in relationship to the ZT cable guard. Um mm-hmm. Being able to move those in a little bit, if you're able to have the clearance with your with your arrows and your fletching, you know that will also minimize the torque. So maybe go into what the concept was for giving that option to people. Well, I mean that's uh, you know, like you said, there, there's been versions of this before. You know, I used to do some funky stuff. I'd pack around two or three cable slides, one that was standard, or excuse me, cable guard rods. I'd have one that was standard, I'd have one that was shaved a little bit, and I'd have one that was shaved a lot, and I would try different stuff, and, you know, whatever worked best, I would I would go with. And, and what I was doing there was I was just getting the cable guard, the slide, to the rod to bend in. So, I mean, this is accomplishing the same thing. What you don't have to worry about is shaving stuff down or having inconsistencies from one dough to the other and things of that nature. So, for instance, I mean, I was just last night, I was at a, a local shop just, kind of shooting the breeze with the guys there, shooting a little bit of indoor, and I had my Podium X40 with me. So 
some Eastern 27-12s. I said, hey, let's just see what this does because they were asking me about this. And I had it set I had it set right on zero, so the first position. And and that's straight. I mean, it's straight back. Shot it through paper, and it, it shot a clean hole, which for me at my draw length, I rarely get a, a clean hole. But within, yeah, yeah, with indoor yeah. arrows, it's, it's easier. They're stiffer. But... Um, so they said, well, well, why would you want to adjust that? I said, well, I mean, it's a, the simple fact of the matter is I mean, you got to play with it in each different spot to see where you're going to get the tightest groups, where the bow's going to shoot the best for you. So I, I moved it in one, shot it, got a tiny little right tear, moved it in as far as I could, which was two without getting contact on the cables, and, and it, that right tear showed up a little more. So they could visually see, you know, what, what it would do as you move it in or out and it's just a right. just a tuning principle. Right. Yep. It just gives people the options to you know, to make it more or less depending on their draw length and I guess how they naturally grip the bow too. I mean some guys get a lot get a lot deeper in the grip than other people. Some get really far on the outside of it. Um so there's yeah, there's definitely some some added value to be able to do that and be a hundred percent safe. Now I've seen some pretty sketchy, uh, cable guard modifications out on the tours here. So it's nice that we know no one's going to take a carbon splinter to the yeah, face and, and, because, because of their Dremel work. And, and the best part about this is, <laughs> you know, like I mentioned, there's four positions, which I believe are zero straight. And then it goes in three, six, and nine degrees, and each one of those has teeth to it. So I mean, as you lock down the bar, there's two set screws you'd use to lock it down, and it's very secure. Some of the other ones that are adjustable on the market don't have that kind of a feature. They have they have a set screw, but there's no teeth on there. So set screw comes loose, it's going to move. So at least these have mm-hmm. two set screws, and then uh, the teeth are backup. Right. Well, let's just. Uh... I'm going to take a quick rundown here. And I guess with the Podium X, uh, just so everyone knows, so the Podium X is going to be uh, available in a 37-inch length, uh, which is pretty much going to have uh, XT2000 limbs on there. And that will be for both risers, either the 40 or the 37. Um, and then you Correct. can get it in either a GTX cam or uh, the new Spiral X uh, Pro cam. Um and there's quite a quite a difference in speed between those two cams. In the past, there were there was definitely a difference in speed, um, whereas this year, you know, we're showing almost 14 feet per second difference between that Pro and the GTX cam. So if you are wanting to to have a little bit more speed, more performance, or if you just prefer prefer a little bit more demanding uh cam you know you like you like to have a a cam that you really have to get after i know that that bow that you had concocted last year um you know it was it was pretty demanding you know for for me for me i like to kind of just pull back and you know if i'm capable of taking a nap or something back (laughs) i got add so bad that i mean 30 arrows is a lot for me to do without having a brain fart i mean typically during a field round i'm always good to miss set my sight one or two times and 
sometimes forget about putting an arrow on the string. So I like a bow where I can just kind of get back there and chill out for a while. But yeah, gotcha. but you you kind of liked. I would end up probably hit myself in the head with your bow last year but you know that just goes to show you there's there's just so many different preferences on what people like and that's that's another reason why i think from the target archery point of view hoyt has always offered options they're not afraid to have a lot of options in their catalog they're not afraid to to let people customize some stuff to to what they really like to have and, uh, you know, I guess just to give people a quick rundown, um, the, the Podium X Elite 37 is pretty much available in, in a configuration uh, with certain cams. It's going to be available from 24 and a half um, all the way up to 31 um, with the GTX cam. And then with the Spiral Pro Cram, it'll be available from 24 to 31 and a half. Um, and then the 40 inch is going to be available from 25 inches to 31 and a half inches with the GTX cam or with the spiral pro cam, it'll be 25 inches to 32 and a half inches. Um, and also there's some sick new colors this year. Um, some really, really sweet colors. Um, you know, I think I'm going to be going with, with the silver ice, probably a harvest brown you're gonna see those floating around my my areas of archery what are you gonna go with steve well i have uh i have an electric teal podium x 40 right now the first one in existence so as far as i'm concerned you know i, I am the original you're going <laughs> you're going for the feel of the teal huh uh yeah i'm feeling the teal okay. so it's uh it's a good looking color and, and you know what the other thing about this color or the v colors which the catalog doesn't show now the cobalt blue championship red and jet black they're all a high polish anodized similar to what we had before the rest of the anodized colors the orange torch mean green electric teal victory violet harvest brown and silver ice they're a bead blasted anodized so they have that more matte finish look to them it's uh it's pretty darn attractive and the nice thing i mean it's different you know it's different than what we had before the colors are just super vibrant they pop out of the bow really well yeah so it is a bit different from what we had in the past cool dude well i can't thank you enough for uh for joining us it's uh you're uh if any of you out there who are following the knock-on stuff aren't uh friends or following steve anderson uh on his social stuff you really need to he's he's definitely uh pretty creative on photos and posts uh you're one of the few guys that continually make me laugh i think (laughs) i think you and dan mccarthy would be dangerous on a on a target (laughs) together um yeah we probably would both shoot terrible we'd be yeah totally focused on i can tell thing. you if i was there i'll guarantee you guys would shoot terrible because i wouldn't give a crap how i <laughs> shot i would just totally be there for a good laugh um but i guess for any of you who are going to be competing against steve this next year um just be careful because the teal will make you squeal 
<laughs> you need to get it uh, to go with that one. I'm you need roll to get a sticker one. that says "My tea will make you squeal." Um, <laughs> hey, one thing that we didn't talk about, and I, we need to cover this because I love this little thing, is the new uh, Fuse Playback, the the new uh, Fuse stabilizer that actually incorporates um, a 1080 HD Tacticam stabilizer in. Um, the actual engineering of a fuse stabilizer and this is really really cool I put this on little duds bow um, we actually uh, got some pretty good footage I had it on my bow for my moose hunt um, it's it's super cool you're able to film your hunt yourself um, I know a lot of guys are really trying to wear a GoPro on their head or something but what's nice about this is it's not, it doesn't give you like the fish eye view it's it's a true view to your eye that's what it looks like when you play it back uh, but it, they're super easy to use uh, when you push the button it automatically starts recording you don't have to power it up that's a super cool feature it can be off and you literally hit the button and it'll power up and start recording right away um, and then you can actually easily just loosen a set screw and the cams the camera slides out of the stabilizer unit so like when I was up, we did some pretty serious uh, off-roading in our, in our in our Yamahas when I was on my moose hunt. So I was kind of just using that as a, you know, a, a cool camera to like, you know, kind of get going through the mud and over the top kind of looking down. I mean, it's so much more, uh, I guess, maneuverable than like a GoPro or something. So this is a really cool uh, little camera that you guys should check out. It's called the Fuse Playback, and uh, I think I think that's going to go over really big this year as well. Yeah, I mean it was like you said the the fisheye view of the GoPro is its real downfall. We'd get some guys send us videos here like, hey, check out this bull I killed. And I got it on the GoPro, and and you see him shoot this bull, and I, I would write back to these guys and say, you know, how far was that shot? And they, I, I would assume that they were probably shooting it about 50, 60 yards, and they're like, oh, I killed it at 13 yeah. yards. Like, no. Yeah. Way. It just does not make anything look. Yeah, the de- the depth, you know, the the depth right is very deceptive. So, yeah. So, I mean, that was, and, and we have guys here who, uh, you know, like you said, this is a company full of diehard hunters, and they're like, well, we, we want to do something like that, but the GoPro just doesn't give us the look we want, so. We just built yeah. our own <laughs> with the tactic cam look. So on the playback, it's uh, yeah, much more true to life as to what you're seeing on right. the screen. Yep, and it's super easy to use. I mean, I'm I'm actually even though I run cameras every day, I'm not really a super high tech type of guy, and uh, it's super easy. Mini uh, micro SD card, so you can just plug it right into your computer. You don't need different software to actually play it. Um, you know, my MacBooks and iMacs just load it right up and play it as a QuickTime file. Um, so it's uh, super cool and easy and, and just uses a, a simple USB to charge. And actually the battery life, I charged mine before I left for my moose hunt. Um, I was there, I think, seven or eight days. Uh, pretty much used it every single day. Came back here, um, ended up going out with a little dud when he shot his buck uh we used it that night too and i have never charged it so i'm not sure exactly what the battery life is but i know i can guarantee you my gopro would have been dead in about 25 minutes 
<laughs> yeah, they're supposed to record for about two, two hours, hours straight record. Um, so yeah, I mean, definitely that's an awesome feature. So make sure all you guys and gals check out the new stuff. Um, some sweet new gear too. Um, I appreciate everyone tuning in to another knock on podcast and make sure you guys, uh, check out Steve Anderson, just, uh, in all in all seriousness dude you're an amazing archer you're super fun to watch and um your personality is is great i wish there was uh way more pros out there uh that had your same same type of personality and and view on just the whole sport of archery and and competition in archery and and really what it's all about that's just having fun and flinging arrows yeah not a whole lot more to it right (laughs) (laughs) exactly all right buddy well i appreciate it very much thanks a lot take it easy man be sure to visit knockonarchery.com to see our entire line of trendy knock-on lifestyle clothing knockonarchery.com